good leaders think about strategy and great leaders think about psychology. That was something that was so interesting to me in playing board games with Mr. Beast. I think quick feedback loops are imperative when creating content. Go to the audience and ask them, what do you want to hear about around this topic? But most importantly, what do you want to hear around this topic that you haven't heard before? I need to understand that sleeping more is not wasting time. It's actually making me more effective the next day, for example. Sleep is a huge deal, by the way. And you know what's interesting about great historical figures? is they all lie about their sleep. So you're basically wearing headphones 24 hours a day. No, the AirPods stay in, baby. <laughs> yeah. Focus is not saying no to bad opportunities. Real focus is saying no to good opportunities, even to like borderline great opportunities that aren't the, the thing that you need to be focusing on right now. Everyone who knows the business of podcasting tells you that you need a newsletter. And the reason is, we've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. talent. Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening before. to the Content One, is Profit two, podcast. Listen. Guys, welcome back. I'm excited for today. Somebody that we had about 250 episodes ago. That's, that, that came out of my mouth easy. But man. 250 been episodes. a journey been a journey for been a sure. journey for for us here in the pod <laughs> you know we got different different, different scenario studio. yeah uh, it's been a journey for guests as well his life i feel like has changed a lot or at least the perspective from social media content's like, still great content's yeah. still awesome i know absolutely so, amazing um, not gonna lie that was one of my favorite episodes we've recorded like i remember i was like fangirling so hard i was like this is so cool <laughs> yeah it was also it was epic not so, fanboying fanboying fangirling <laughs> all of it man it was so such a cool episode i was listening to it today and i was like wow so many golden boulders shared yeah, yeah. Right. so we're good yeah yeah let's do it let's bring him on let's bring him on hold on no intro yeah bro come on i told you we're keeping the cash flow today the intro was that we brought him to 50 episodes Sounds ago. Good. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, with that said, guys, please welcome the one and only Ben Wilson. Ben, welcome. What's up, guys? <laughs> Woo! It's great hey, to be look, back on. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been amazing having you here. It's amazing having you again. I'm not going to lie, but I listened to the intro that we did on the previous episode, and I said, there's no way we're topping that. That intro <laughs> was pretty epic. So you know what? I'm coming in from the bottom, because that way we can only go off for the rest of the episode. So. Yeah. Great. Did yeah, I can't wait. There, you yeah. guys have like 200% more facial hair than the last time I was here. But thank you. That has been, I haven't shaved since last time you came here either. So that's, you know, two years off trying to grow something. Yeah, you didn't see it. But when, when we finished the call, he was like, I ain't shaving until Ben comes back into the pod. So, dude, uh, Ben, I'm extremely stoked about it. I mean, you, you have been really, since that day that we actually met, um, you have been really an inspiration, not only on the creation side, but how, how you do your show is like such a high um bar in a sense of like production level the research like the thing and you know for those who don't know who ben is i highly recommend go back to episode 245 uh just type continuous profit ben wilson we're gonna link it right below and it's really a mastermind on production on research on what he's done obviously his backstory but um you know since we talked about i think you know, in the last two years, it's been a little bit of a different thing in your, I think you also have a different set when you came on. So do you want to give us an update a little bit on your side? The, what has been like the last couple of years? Yeah, I live on the other side of the country. So I'm in a different room. 
uh, from the last <laughs> time we talked. Uh, last time I was on the East Coast. Now I'm out West in Utah. Um, yeah. Nice. So, you know, obviously the my first million, I was the producer there. I think last time we talked, I had just started or uh, was you guys were. Yeah, I think I mean you guys were on the way producing the show. I think two million downloads a month, and uh, you were a big part of that. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, and so that was a great experience. I stepped away from my first million uh, like two months ago, three months ago, something like yeah. that. Um, thankfully, my first million or uh, How to Take Over the World has just been doing well, and so a show like My First Million just has a way of drawing you in and taking all your time and attention, yeah. right? So yeah. I decided that it was time to focus on my own stuff. And so now I'm doing how to take over the world full time. That's, that's awesome. I've, I've like, I go, I go and walk a night with like my dog or like uh, right now I'm doing like this 75 heart challenge. So my second workout is a weighted chest vest thing with like 30 pounds on it, walking the dog, you know, pretending I'm working. Yeah. I'm like the alpha dad of the block. <laughs> I was like, what's that? You're and, looking at your weighted vest. Like, is that, is that bulletproof? What is that? It actually, the, the plate that you put in, it says like, not bulletproof. Do not shoot. It's like a big <laughs> sticker warning that goes in there, which is, you know, insane. But, uh, and I've been listening to your episodes, Moon, the, the, the Genghis Khan amazing series right uh and uh, that was the one that was listening last night and i go back i made this comment on the first episode that we interviewed right like i was falling asleep in my history classes but you have a this way of telling a story that is very engaging and also you connected to today to entrepreneurs and different things right and obviously that's a very unique way of creating the content so i'm so happy that your show is is doing amazing and uh, there is a no-brainer but also I know that you just re you released like a membership and a newsletter. You have all these things that you didn't have back then, right? So can you walk us a little bit of like the decision maker on those things and like how it came to be? Because a lot of content creators that tune in it, uh, for our show, they either have a business and they're trying to connect their content with their business or they start creating. And then after the creation process, you know, kind of takes off a little bit, they're trying to, you know, make that connection that you're doing right now. So I think uh, a little behind the scenes on that, I think it'll be super awesome. Yeah. So the newsletter is essentially just everyone who knows the business of podcast of podcasting tells you that you need a newsletter. And the reason is you have no direct connection to your listeners. You don't know who they are. Yeah. Spotify, Apple podcasts, they're all great. They're great services. I'm not like a political guy. I don't anticipate getting canceled anytime in the near future, but the bottom line is Spotify for whatever reason could decide they don't like me. Uh, and I love Spotify. I, I have a great relationship and they've actually been awesome to work with. But if they decided that they wanted to take my show off of Spotify for whatever reason, that's 60% of my audience out the door and there's nothing I can do about it. So yeah. everyone says you need to own the customer relationship. So get those emails. So that's the reason to start a newsletter. <laughs> um, right now it's something I'm doing that's pretty minimal just to get something out there just so I can yeah. establish that, that direct tie. Yeah. The subscriber thing is interesting. I just launched it and I wish I'd launched it a long time ago. Now the money is, uh, at this point I'm making a, a small fraction of what I make from advertising. Yeah. So, and I think that's true for most people that do a subscription service in podcasting. It's, it's hard to make as much money as you do with ads. Yeah. But the thing that I love about it actually is I think you need to match your 
business model to your attention span, if that makes sense. So <laughs> advertising is you sell these big deals once every uh, few months and you don't see necessarily the direct connection between the advertiser and your content as much. Yeah. Whereas with this, I can just see, oh, I put out like a really great EndNotes episode where I, I cut off the after 10 minutes and I see the subscribers go up and I see the revenue come in. And yeah. so the business model really matches my attention span. And so, cause I have a short cool. attention span, right? I like things <laughs> yeah. to be like this. I like things to go now. Yeah. And so it's make for me, it's just made the process even more enjoyable than it was. And it's already a passion project, but to have that like immediate response. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it gives me again, a, a more direct connection to my subscribers who yeah. have more ways to offer feedback, more opportunities to engage, creates a little bit more of a community. So all that like immediate feedback, I think it's like you talk about YouTubing and yeah. people put up their YouTubes and immediately they get comments, they get feedback. That's one of the things yeah. my first million only got a fraction of the views on YouTube that they got on podcasting. But Sam yeah. and Sean always really emphasized YouTubing because they loved the comments, they loved the feedback. And so that's another thing that I love about the subscriber model is there's more avenues for feedback. So yeah. it's only a couple of days in and I already like, I love it. I, I recommend everyone do it. Even if it's not a big part of your business model, it's worth it for the relationship it drives with, with your listeners. Yeah. yeah. I think quick feedback loops are imperative, right? When creating content, because mm -hmm. you'll just, I mean, going back to our previous conversation, right? We asked you kind of like, what was the secret sauce to creating some good content that people wanted to consume? And your answer was, well, go to the audience and ask them, Hey, what do you want to hear about around this topic? And then you said, but most importantly, what do you want to hear around this topic that you haven't heard before? Yeah. And you shared this story about a podcast on demand gen, how everybody was like, well, you know, there's already a lot of this podcast. They already <laughs> shared everything until one person told you, well, you probably wouldn't be able to ask this, but I would love to know how they spend their money. And then you were <laughs> asking everybody else, oh, would you like to know about this? And everybody was like, yes, yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Right. Again, that is feedback loop, you were seeking that one, that feedback. But now I think having different avenues where you can get that feedback even quicker, I think it's absolutely amazing. And I'm curious, is this subscription, like the podcast subscription that people pay and, or is this like a Patreon, a community? What, what is it exactly? Yeah, it, it's a, it's through Supercast actually is the service that Supercast. I'm doing it through, which is Patreon-like. The main difference is uh, you don't have to listen on app for Supercast. Mm -hmm. You can Got just it. sign up through Supercast and then listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you want to listen, yeah. which, which I really appreciate because I'm like a hardcore yeah. podcast listener, right? So I have, you know, I listen through, um, oh, why can't I think of the app? Through Overcast. And I really mm -hmm. like my setup, right? And I, yeah. and I would hate to have to go to Patreon for another podcast. So I want to give my listeners that. that yeah, experience. it's like you have on your phone, like this little folder, right? With like five different streamers of podcasts that you have, Apple yes. Podcasts, Spotify. So it's know, like a private feed. It's an iPod or whatever. It's <laughs> actually, yeah. So I've got, um, yeah. that's my folder right there. I've got Overcast. Overcast is what I use for the podcast that I know I'm going to listen to every episode. So when yeah. I go to my Overcast feed, it's like, this is the the feed I will. Like your main feed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got Pocket Casts, which is another 
good podcast app, which I like a lot. That's the one I use for the podcast that I pick and choose, right? Yeah. Sometimes I listen to the episodes. Sometimes I don't. So like a lot of sports podcasts that I don't yeah. listen to all the like time. Like the casual but... where, you know, you're, you're, you know, trying to disconnect from the, the, the world and you're like, That's this right. is what I want to listen to. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I got Audible, which is Audible. Uh, and I got Speechify, <laughs> which is a great app for, I just don't have time to read all the articles I want to read. So Speechify yeah. will just read them to me, yeah. right? It's a text to, to audio service. And then mm -hmm. Spotify for uh, for Spotify only podcasts. Nice, like nice. So you're basically wearing headphones 24 hours a day. Those AirPods stay in, baby. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm curious to know what's in your rotation right now. What's your like top five that you constantly listen to? Well, I always besides listen... content is profit, of course. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I got to tell you my content diet. Um, <laughs> I, I always listen to Fall of Civilizations when it comes out. It's an amazing podcast. Production quality is super high. I love it. They haven't released an episode since April, so that's not great. Oh wow! Come on, uh, guys. But um, but <laughs> we you, need more. When you, you like, if you're gonna be that intermittent, it has to be super high quality. And when you yeah. listen to it, you understand like, oh, this is why it takes so long. He yeah. does stuff like, so this guy, Fall Civilizations, about fallen civilizations, right, and why they fell, and what we can learn from. Mm. Them. And this guy is like an honest to goodness Indiana Jones style archaeologist who is like out there in the deserts of Iraq, like with a brush uncovering wow. pottery, right? The guy who hosts it. And so he will, for example, uh, like find music from the era and yeah. have people recreate it and try and recreate the instruments from the time. And some of these wow. things have like dead languages that only have like 200 speakers of the language left and he'll go find wow. one of those people who actually speaks the language so that you can hear the quotes that he's quoting both in english so i haven't translated and also how it would have sounded in the original language wow. so he like does all this stuff that really puts you in the world of what you're listening to yeah it's amazing it's amazing yeah Super great. I, i've noticed that you started doing more of that on how to take over the world you started putting more in immersive Yeah. effects right yeah and and i love that like one of my our favorite podcasts is business wars and i remember that was probably the very first podcast that i heard that had all this effects right that i felt like i was in a movie of a way and now i remember the last episode that i that i listened on how to take over the world i was listening and i was like oh man like this is new i was like <laughs> this sound effect this is so awesome i was like i feel yeah. like i'm, I'm kind of like in the you know, in the scene with them, which is really, really cool. Well, it started with the Da Vinci episode and he was such a great artist, right? And he cared yeah. about doing everything perfectly and the best it could be. And he would take years on a painting if he had to, you know, the Mona Lisa, he never finished. He kept it with him till the end of his life, just yeah. continually adding little touches. And I thought, you know, there's no reason at this point not to make the podcast as good as it could be and sound as beautiful as it could sound. And yeah. so that's when I started to add it. And some of these things also, you know, for example, Oppenheimer doing that episode, one of the coolest things I learned in reading um, American Prometheus was that for about a minute and 20 seconds after that first nuclear test went off, uh, they were so far away because obviously you don't, do not want to be close to a nuclear explosion. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> for everyone out there listening you don't want to be close if a bomb if a nuclear bomb goes off uh, everyone's so far away observing it that um for a minute and 20 seconds they can see the explosion but they can't hear anything uh wow. and then after a minute 20 seconds that's when they hear the like big boom hang on just a second it's no worries that's uh 
that's pretty impressive. You know, one of my one yeah. of my first um, shows that I really experienced that was one called Planet Money. So when we were driving around working with Happy Feet and coaching all these soccer soccer kids, yeah. we had to like drive 300 miles, uh, 300 miles a week, right? I'm like, okay, I'm done with music. Why can't I start listening? And uh, Planet Money is a podcast from NPR. So it's like super reporter style, but they go into their locations to do their research and then they layer out, they do uh, with like recorders. And then they do layer out the, the the sounds of like, hey, I'm I'm walking out of my car and like you see you hear the car door kind of go, and then they they put some music or, and it was the first time that was like my probably my first or second podcast I ever listened to, and I remember thinking, wow, this is a great experience for the listener, but also when we started our show, that was my reference, and I was like, man, that like. It's hard. Like if you if you're new to this, if you're new to content creation, like where do you even start there? Right. So for us, like I've always been a content consumer. I remember like growing up, I would be watching TV. I'm like, how cool would it be like work on something like this? Right. And now it's it's awesome. It's a different, very good different thing. And we, we do it. But Ben, do you think like do you gotta be like an avid content consumer to produce something that ends up being a big success or uh, cause a lot of people, a lot of the people that we help, right? Like we ask them, we're like, what's your reference? Like, what's your, what's the podcast that you listen to? What's a show that you watch? And most people are like, so involved in like the, the day to day of their thing, of their business, of their life that they might have one or half a reference. Or sometimes I don't know. I just, somebody told me I need a podcast. Right. <laughs> so. I, well, and you bring up, is it planet money that you said? Yeah. Um, yeah. Planet money. I really think, um, I really think that you know, there's a lot of value. People want to do things differently and they should, right? But there's a lot of value to going into or at least learning from the big leagues mm -hmm. before you try and do things differently, right? So what you'll see a lot of times is um, is people want to diverge too early. Like, for example, if you want to do something like truly different and interesting in finance, like go work for Goldman, for a couple of years, I promise you, you're going to learn a lot. Even if you think things should be done differently, like yeah. you should learn from the best. And NPR really is that in podcasting. Um, I think that there's a lot, you know, podcasting had, they used to be podcasting and like that type of radio, right? And now there's so much beyond NPR. But if you want like really high quality sound design, sound engineering, sound quality, like they just care so much about the way podcasts sound and they do it so professionally and so yeah. well. And I think, um, so many people skip straight to, uh, like Rogan and people who, who, uh, and Rogan has great sound quality too. He cares a lot, a lot about that stuff too. But anyways, I just think people skip past NPR because the content is like, frankly, a little stale at this point you can find people yeah. who in terms of what they're actually doing in terms of content is more interesting but in terms of the delivery people should study npr more than they do yeah absolutely i, I like what you mentioned right and which is kind of like what you've been doing with your podcast right go study from the greats like go learn from the people that are having success that's what you're doing with how to take over the world right you're going and learning from these people and then implementing it and i think is pretty awesome how you did the da vinci episode and while reading and studying about it you're like he's a perfectionist he has this attention to detail let me do the same with this episode as well and leveled up right and now 
all the episodes are leveled up for you have a new standard now which is really really cool i've i've had a question from the beginning which you said now all your attention is on how to take over the world and i'm curious on how placing your focus on one thing has affected it right like what has been that change from part-time how to take over the world in a sense to now putting your full attention and intention into growing this podcast. And the reason I'm asking is because when we focus on one thing, we probably have to take our focus away from other things, right? We, in a sense, have to sacrifice other things that we might want to do for the sake of this one thing that we want to accomplish. So I'm curious, right? Because again, in the business world, there's a lot of things that we can be doing You know, we're the first one to raise our hands <laughs> and our attention and capacity to spread out all across the table. But I think pinpointing the value of focus would be very valuable for those listening. Yeah. So, um, so there's this great story of um, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates are hanging out. I want to say on a boat. I think they're on a boat for whatever reason. And uh, Bill Gates's dad is there. And so he turns to the two of them, you get two of the most, two of the wealthiest, most successful people on the planet. And he says, I want to know what you guys think is the key to your success. And so they each, they do a little game where they each write down a word on a piece of paper and they turn it over at the same time. And they had both written down the word focus um, mm. as the thing that had differentiated them and made them successful. Yeah. And uh, there's that good Steve Jobs quote, which I was I was just Googling right now, uh, <laughs> which is uh, okay. Here we go. People think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on, but that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. You have to pick carefully. I'm actually as proud of the things we haven't done as the things I have done innovation is saying no to a thousand things. Mm. And I think that's really crucial. Um, and of course, like focus is not saying no to bad opportunities. That's like the baseline. Of course, you're yeah. gonna say no to bad opportunities. Uh, real focus is saying no to good opportunities, even to like borderline great opportunities that aren't the, the thing that you need to be focusing on right now. And so for me, you know, that has allowed me to Um, level up my quality, of course. It's also hard to explain that there's something that happens. It's like, even if it's just five or 10 hours a week on something else, that's not that much time. It's not, it's really not a time issue. It's yeah. being able to wake up in the morning and just go, there's just one thing I got to get done today. Like there's yeah. one thing yeah. that I know is the thing. And there's something qualitatively that happens when that is true. That's not true when it's like, ah, oh, I, you know, I'm really not spending that much time on this other thing. It's like, there's one other thing and you have to wake up and you say, okay, what am I going to do today? You know, it's just a, it's just a different yeah. experience of, you know, Absolutely. I interview with Mr. Beast, um, the other day. And yeah. that, by the way, uh, that's the reason Ben didn't come into our original date. We're like, that's the only excuse acceptable. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. We're like, Hey, I'm on a plane to, you know, go talk to Jimmy and Mr. Beast and, you know, <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. I really feel bad, but uh, I had that opportunity. I, I did have to jump on it. But Absolutely. he said, you know, the thing that was the hockey stick moment for him when was when he was like, okay, I have just enough money coming in 
I'm not doing anything else, right? I'm going to sleep in a crappy apartment and eat top ramen, whatever. And like, I wake up, I YouTube, I fall asleep. I wake up, I YouTube, I fall asleep. That's it. That's it. He didn't take holidays off. He did not take Christmas and Thanksgiving. His mom is begging him, like, will you please come over at least for Christmas morning? And he's like, (laughs) "Uh, I don't think I can, you know? Um, And so I I think there's something that happens when you have that level of focus where you can just say, I'm going to wake up, I'm doing the thing, and I fall asleep. Yeah. There was one episode um, on your podcast. I'm trying to remember who it was, but you mentioned obsession and energy. I remember that those were two of the elements that these successful people that you've been covering on your podcast that they have in common across the board, which is they are obsessed and they seem to have a lot of energy. And when you talk about Mr. Beast, that's exactly what, what it feels like, right? You just mentioned it right now. He's obsessed with one thing. He just wants to do this one thing over and over again. And the level of energy that he has, right, channeling through that thing, through that one thing, is just amazing. Because usually in the day-to-day, I look at my to-do list today, right? And I have way more than one thing. So immediately in my mind, I'm like fragmenting that energy and... Just by looking at the to-do list, I feel depleted. I'm not going to lie, right? Rather than having one thing that you're really excited about and obsessed about and saying, I'm all in into that, which I feel for us, we've talked about it is potentially just being on a podcast all day long, right? Like having to just record and talking to cool people all day. Well, one of the things that I have found helpful to me, because obviously you have those to-dos, like just life comes up, right? And so it's, it's just not realistic to do the thing you love every second of every day. I wish it was. But for me, I have, you know, I found that the thing I love to do is actually not to podcast. It's to read. Like I love reading and studying these stories. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I just decided, um, basically from eight 30 to 10 30 ish every day I read. And before I would put that on the back burner of like, no, I, you know, I should really clear out, hardest things first and things I don't want to do and save the reading for later in the day. Um, but no, it gives me energy. And so I yeah. can get through some of those other to do's that I don't want to do faster. Um, and it is the most important thing, right? Like, yeah, frankly, if I'm not studying the lives of these great people, the rest of the business empire, um, you know, uh, doesn't go. And yeah. so um, I have found that's the best thing to do. Put the most important thing, which should also be the thing that you love first and set aside a good chunk of time to do that before you start to move on to, to those other things. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's like a definitely like mind shift that happens to a lot of people. I mean, it certainly happened to me, for example, like, um, you know, for the longest time, I think when we met you or, or yeah, when we met you, um, Luca was like two, you know, now we have Mateo too. And it's like, okay, well, family, all these things and the business at the time, we didn't have the studio at the time. It was everything online. And it was like, I'm going to get done with like my to-do list or my items in the day, whether that's like recording the podcast or doing research or outbound, whatever it needs to be done first. And then I'm going to take care of myself, right? And you hear all these amazing people and successful people are like, well, if you don't take care of yourself first, <laughs> then none of this happens. And for some reason, like my mind or my head wasn't clicking, right? And it wasn't until recently where it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. Like I was like massively overweight, like for my personal standard, right? Like we all, we play soccer at a very high level, right? So in a sense, like we took a bunch of years of, of a break, but I wasn't feeling right. Like I wasn't thinking straight. Like I was tired all the time, like all these things, right? And I wasn't exercising. I wasn't moving 
like the way that I used to do. And then when I made that shift where it's like, okay, I enjoy maybe doing a workout or I like, this is like my priority. Or when, like you said, like if it's fun for you, it's like making that decision to where like, that is as important <laughs> as anything else, if not more, right? Like our mental health and then our physical health, right? And for you reading probably falls into like the mental health of like, okay, this is what I enjoy doing. And then hence I'm going to be more productive. But people think like, at least I did, you divide like work and life or work and fun, right? Or, or fun. And then at the end of the day, you don't do the, the things that you like to do because you were doing something for, for somebody else, right? The second I shifted that, uh, everything has changed massively and there's still a long way to go. But it's like initially it's like that initial mental change that you got to do. But like, for example, sleep is a big one for me, right? It's like, well, I need to understand that sleeping more is not wasting time. It's actually making me more effective the next day, for example. That's the one I'm currently battling, right? I stay up late. Um, I sleep less. So I think sleep, on the mental side. Sleep side's, is a huge deal, by the way. And you know what's interesting is uh, one of the things that you find, this is so fascinating about great historical figures, is they all lie about their sleep. Um <laughs> So, so, so if you take it at, at face value, you're like, oh, all these successful people never sleep. They never sleep. They're, 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 they're just the workaholics, machines. energy. And then their <laughs> private secretaries are all like, yeah, they take naps in the middle of the day. You know, <laughs> they're like <laughs> Margaret Thatcher is the famous one. Like Margaret Thatcher, prime minister of first, first woman, prime minister of the United Kingdom, uh, was famous for sleeping like four hours a night. And, um, it's only recently that her secretary has been like, yeah, she would sleep every car ride. Anytime she like went from place to place, <laughs> she was napping and then she'd take a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's just like, oh yeah, to perform at a high level, you just have to sleep well. Same with Napoleon. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh yeah, men only need four hours of sleep. It's like, well, actually <laughs> he would sleep for four hours, wake up, work a little bit, go back to sleep. And then he often napped in the middle of the day. And he was actually a, an incredibly... Uh, efficient sleeper. Anyway, sleep sleep matters yeah. so much. I I yeah. think well, that too. Now, now I feel even better about my midday nap that I take here <laughs> in the studio. Uh, appreciate yeah, it, yesterday, man. Yesterday I was on a call on the other studio, and I'm like talking to this person. And I'm like, hey, Fonzie. Like, I ask a question, and I hear nothing back. I'm like, maybe he's like out in the bathroom, or not. So I I finish the call, and then I'm like, where is he at? Right? Because like we have one studio, and it's like the office, like slash lobby, and then another studio. Then I turn around and he's like laying down, just like sleeping, taking a nap. So you're in the right yeah. path, bro. Yeah, you're yeah. In the right I, path. Can, I can take I can take naps in uh, very unconventional places. It's definitely a talent out there. Uh, I'll be launching a course about how to take naps yeah, in the future. I, I, take it. I need to learn. <laughs> ben, yeah. uh, I know we're getting close to the end here, but just tell me a little bit more about that relationship with Mr. Beast, right? You're on Twitter on your podcast page, right? How to take over the world. The banner is literally somebody asking, I need a podcast, literally anything, what you recommend. And Mr. Beast recommended your podcast, right? And I think you, I mean, you just said you went to interview him. What is that relationship like about in there? What, what, are, you, what are you guys talking about? Can you give us the inside are scoop? Are you paying right? millions of dollars <laughs> so he can give you a Twitter shout out? <laughs> um, no, I, he... Um... He just DM'd me on Twitter one day and I see the DM and I'm like, this cannot be real, right? I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's not the right. Beast. 
Um, but he just said, you know, I like the podcast. Do you want to chat? And so wow. um, we, we started chatting. Um, and I don't want to like overplay the relationship, right? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've hung out a couple times. We played basketball last summer. Um, awesome. Played board games with him. Most incredible Settlers of Catan player I have ever seen. <laughs> like literally, he's got to be one of the best in the world. Incredible, incredible. Wow. He's incredible at board games. Um, and then I asked him if I could do an interview with him. And, um, so I went out last week, was it last week? Yeah. That's um, cool. and, uh, and did an interview with him and hung out a little bit in North Carolina, but that's cool. He, um, you- he's as successful as he is not by accident. Like he is that talented. He's that smart and that driven. And, um, this is not a flash in the pan. I would not bet against him over the next 10 years. It's we're going to I think we're going to see some pretty yeah incredible stuff. It's like, um, you know, the on your latest episode of Genghis Khan, right? Like he goes in and it's like, hey, if you're if you become part of our empire, right, it's OK. Like we'll treat you right. We'll, you know, we'll elevate you. We'll give you all the facilities and stuff. But if you go against us, you know, you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other things that reminded me of Genghis Khan that reminded me of Mr. Beast was I, I say in this last Genghis Khan episode that good leaders think about strategy and great leaders think about psychology. And, uh, <laughs> that was something that was so interesting to me in playing board games with Mr. Beast was we're there playing settlers of Catan. Everyone else is just thinking about strategy. And within 30 seconds of starting the game, he's like, Hey, do you want to make an alliance? I won't attack you if you don't attack me. It's like, what? Can you even do that? Like, are you allowed to do that? And You're like checking the, the instruction books and like, uh. Yeah, exactly. And he's very much thinking about like the psychology and like the other people and the personalities involved. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, you talk about uh, Genghis Khan, don't go against me. It's funny. I was talking to one of his top, guys that works in his company and i was hearing about his background i was like wow like you're a really talented creator mm-hmm. and he goes yeah that's what this company is it's like mr beast took 10 15 20 of the just most talented creators you could possibly imagine and he has a big suction cup on our brains and he's sucking out all <laughs> the creativity and the intelligence and the good ideas and it all goes into uh, his business empire. And that's why it's so incredible. And, um, yeah, that's right. It's just like 15, 20 amazing little Mr. Beast running around who all think exactly like he does. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Any, any special takeaway from those conversations with him that you really want to implement on your side of things? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I gained 20 pounds last year of mostly muscle. I was trying to gain weight and I wasn't doing anything too different from what I had been doing. I just started working out with this guy who is not a professional, but is like definitely a part-time uh, amateur weightlifter, mm-hmm. like can deadlift 500 pounds, can bench press, you know, 350, whatever, just massive guy. Easy, easy stuff, right? Easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm not doing anything different except I knew I should work out with intensity, but now I've experienced like, this is what intensity is like. This is how I should be lifting. And then once you're doing that, um, you're like, okay, now I know what to do going forward. Same thing. Like does Mr. Beast do anything super different from what I already knew I should be doing? No, but you just hang out with him. You're like, 
wow, this is what intensity is like, right? Mm. Like you I see just, the, the bar move up, right? And you're like, yeah, that now and I like, know what I didn't know. <laughs> exactly. And like, I already knew focus and intensity yeah, are keys, yeah. but then you just, you're with him and you're like, oh, okay. This is what focus and intensity are. Yeah, exactly. This is what it's actually like. Yeah, I think we've on on our side. Like, for example, we're having conversations internally with our team, like how to you know how to grow the team, or like how to find the better talent, or like you know, are we having the people in the right places? And you know, we work with these companies that have amazing operators or people, so we've seen like what can be possible, right, for other bigger companies. And the same thing, it's like, well, that's the reference now, right? Um, yeah. How can we how can we get something that? But uh, Ben, today has been awesome catching up. Hopefully, we can we can get you. you know, let's not wait two years to do this yeah. again. <laughs> Sorry, I have to run early on you guys. I uh, no I no no, no problem. I'm, I'm just gonna put it right here for next one. I would love to talk about pot ramp, right, and what you guys are doing in there, kind of like those initiatives that you guys are doing. Um, looks very interesting, very very interesting. So let's do that. Uh, hopefully, sooner than yeah. later. I'll yeah. send you. A, I'll send you a DM next to Jimmy. You know, give <laughs> me their favorite next to him, and we're good. And then send me a screenshot so I can leverage the heck out of that. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, Ben, it's always a pleasure, man. You have two brothers here. With that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at These Bros Co. That is Ryan and Ben here, helping you move one step closer towards your goal. Please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review and go show bands that podcast some love is awesome oh yeah <laughs> see ya bye guys